1: championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on All the latest show updates. Little uh, talking heads burning down the house. Little college song appropriate for our next guest. So in today's society, uh, you know, there's always been this general consensus that investments, uh, time and effort, such as, well, I don't know, excelling in the classroom and earning a degree, will help you achieve your intended goals. In other words, you put in the time... You put in the money, you get the payoff in the end. However, the Biden administration want to change that dynamic. They want us to put in the money so that today's college students get to enjoy the benefits of a degree in, oh, I don't know, non-binary, gender-fluid basket weaving, for example. With us now to discuss the dangers of forgiving student loan debt is... Jonathan Butcher, he is the Will Skillman Fellow in Education at the Heritage Foundation. Jonathan, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Great to be with you. So, uh, Jonathan, the Biden administration has extended the quote-unquote pause on student loan payments uh, now. Uh, They did it uh, back in May for a sixth time. By the time this latest pause ends, those who took out student loans... Will have been able to go 30 months. That's a two and a half years without making a single payment, nor accruing any student loan interest. Correct?
0: Well, that's right, and it's even more than that. They've actually said that it, students who were in default prior to the pandemic are having it any debts wiped away. So oh, they will how start convenient! Clean. When they go back to having to actually repay, assuming that this is going to happen, I mean, look, they're talking now about forgiving student loan debts for you know individuals up to certain income levels. So, uh, you know, there's really two things going on here. You have it, at the one hand the president saying he wants to you know forgive student loans for individuals up to certain income levels, but at the same time, while he's sort of distressing everyone with this claim the department of education is already moving well down this path
1: well jonathan this this is a just a raw deal for taxpayers the department of education estimates that each month they are losing over 200 billion dollars in repayments another 5 billion in accrued interest since the beginning of the pandemic the pause has cost taxpayers more than 130 billion dollars in interest payments alone, correct? I mean, this is, I, mean, they did, I know the federal government just prints money, but somebody's got to pay this eventually, right?
0: Well, sure. And it's been phrased in an entirely deceiving way. It's not forgiveness, right? Forgiveness right. would mean that it gets wiped away and that there's uh, no one at fault, right? Well, This is just shifting the cost to taxpayers. right? And, you know, you have to remember that um, among American adults, um, there are only about approximately two-thirds, two-thirds of American adults don't have four-year bachelor's degrees, right? I mean, so you're asking an American public who, you know, largely they don't have four-year degrees to turn around and pay for those who may not even finish, right, may have just gone and taken out a loan and uh, sadly not have something to show for it.
1: Well, and, and we're talking about forgiving some portion or all student loan balances, a taxpayer funded bailout, basically. And you know, whatever happened to the concept of you go to college, you pay your loans. It's I, I guess that's that's the thing that, that bothers me here is a lot of these students are not poor. You're talking about, in many cases, affluent college kids who by very well likely could pay their own bills and yet because they've chosen to pursue i mean i don't want to be overly critical but let's say they're not pursuing particularly let's be fair um life skill oriented degree paths now they they don't have marketable degrees that's not my fault why should we have to pay for it
0: well you bring up two really important points there i mean it's not only that we should expect people to pay the debts that they have right it's also the families who saved ahead of time right. and put money in savings accounts and 529 plans and did a lot of creative things taking multiple jobs to allow their children to have the experience of, of going to college but then your second point is very well taken here um, there is a uh, a significant share of students on the higher end of the income spectrum and who are graduate students who hold very sizable loans a non-trivial part of the student loan market. In fact, um, they're actually um, greater than half of the the amount of of total loans that are owed right now. And so you're talking about students going to med school, law school, and who are going to graduate and get six-figure jobs or more, right? High six-figure jobs in some cases. And, um, you know, you're asking uh, taxpayers to underwrite the education for uh for these individuals
1: yeah i'm sorry joe lunchpail doesn't need to be paying off the student loan debt of a neurosurgeon i'm sorry it just that 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 doesn't make sense and it doesn't even factor into the fairness question we're we're talking with jonathan butcher from the heritage foundation and and that really is a whole other question here is the fairness part of this student loan forgiveness is unfair To those who chose not to attend college, those who worked their way through college to avoid taking debt, and those who paid off their debt before. I mean, what about somebody who, you know, worked their butt off, paid off all their loans, and is now productive in society? What about them?
0: Well, sure, because this has an implicit message that it's elevating one over another. And look, I mean, there are many in the blue collar sector who do quite well and make six figures because they have skills and have taken on trades that are in demand right now, right? Individuals that know how to repair anything from HVAC units to uh, plumbing work to electrical work are in incredibly high demand, especially at a time when um, certain uh, services and materials Right, are a part of this shortage, and we're, we're having this, these supply chain issues. These individuals are, are, and their services are in high demand right now. And so, to say to them that their, you know, hard work, if they um, went straight to those careers, uh, that they have to turn around and pay for individuals that, uh, you know, went to college and again did not necessarily finish, uh, is. Certainly not fair to the hard work that they've put into their own lives.
1: And Jonathan, I'm I mean, not that Democrats really care about this, but can we even afford this? A, a recent Federal Reserve analysis found that forgiveness of fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt per borrower would cost nine hundred four billion dollars. Forgiveness of just ten thousand dollars per borrower would cost an, an estimated three hundred twenty one billion dollars. So cumulative outstanding student debt currently hovers around 1.7 trillion dollars, uh, of which about 100 and, or 1.3 trillion is federal. So you're looking at 1.3 trillion dollars worth of debt that has to be forgiven. I, I mean, I know Democrats generally don't care about paying for things, but how do we afford to add another trillion dollars worth of debt that we pay off? I mean talk about inflationary pressures do they not care about that
0: well I think the debts have gotten so large and the numbers so big that it seems lost on people of what we're actually talking about so perhaps the best way to describe it is that the debt is so large that there is no plan that Congress can agree on or come up with to repay it where the U.S. is right now I mean it's it's there is no plan to get America out of uh, its its own outstanding debts that that it has, and you know that's a pretty frightening prospect, um, considering how they continue to operate without bits, without you know long term plans for fiscal solvency. Um, I think the, the best thing that that American taxpayers, that parents and families and students can be looking for now are the new universities and institutions that have opened within the last five or ten years, in response to the overpriced, woke higher education institutions that are operating and have operated for more than a century. There's some very exciting things in the entrepreneurial space now when it comes to new schools.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because for every dollar of increase in federally subsidized student loans, tuition has increased by 63 cents. So if you think about it, the only ones really benefiting benefiting from this whole scam are the woke colleges and universities. So we've got to start thinking outside the box, be it technical education or moving directly to, like you said earlier, these high-paying, skill-oriented jobs. It may be college and going to a four-year woke university isn't the only solution that, that kids right out of high school should start considering.
0: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you have uh, universities now, they're they're small, um, and there are a few in number, but they are increasing. And these are schools that are intent on the pursuit of truth, that want to keep tuition costs low, and want to give students experiences that will help them be successful when they finish. Um, some of these, I mean, Salie's uh, college up in North Carolina is very small. It was started by a business leader who um, wanted a low-cost, successful um, uh, school for students and have uh, apprenticeship opportunities there's a, a University of Austin down in Texas which was just launched by individuals like Barry Weiss the a former New York writer and Wall Street Journal writers Glenn Lowry who's an outspoken free speech advocate at from Brown University uh, Jordan Peterson the author and uh, also outspoken free speech advocate is the Chancellor of Ralston College in Savannah I mean these are these are all places that have formed and Years with the express purpose of being something else, being what CHIRA ed should be in the U.S. I
1: I think that is time that that folks start considering these alternative university formats because. As these institutions start going more woke and start raising tuition every chance they get, it just seems like the the outcomes are not worth it anymore. Uh, Jonathan, I appreciate you. If, if folks are interested, obviously they can follow you on Twitter. It's J M underscore Butcher, And I found some interesting articles on this subject at heritage.org. But if they're interested, that's where they can go and find more reading material as well, correct?
0: That's right. That's right. Thank you.
1: I appreciate you, Jonathan. Carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you. We'll be uh, taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, we'll unpack some of the results of Tuesday's primary with RNC Western Regional Communications Director Alex Keeler. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.